Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. My name is Mitch Panson, and as always, I'm joined by Ethan Daffy. And of course, we are reviewing our 17-point uh, loss to the Melbourne Football Club. Um, of course, the final sco- scores were Carlton 6-8-44 to Melbourne 8-13-61. Um, before we move in, on to initial thoughts, Daff, how are you, mate? Uh, I know that you were at the game. How do you see the game to start off? And um, this is going to be a pretty quick episode because I don't think we'll spend much time in this club. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm good personally um, in my personal life, apart from Carlton. But um, no, I was there on, on Friday night and you could feel it again in the crowd. There was this nervous, like, oh, like what's going to happen? Like It was almost predictable what was going to happen. It's becoming predictable, and um, which is predictably bad, which is not good at all. Um, for me, I thought the first 10, 15 minutes we were in the game. I thought we were actually at quarter time. I know we were down a couple of goals, but um, realistically, it should have been even or up at quarter time. I've been saying this the last few weeks. It's um, We were having a crack. I don't think the effort's not there. Uh, the, uh, seriously, as a whole, I don't think the effort's not there. The effort is there. I just don't think we're good enough. Mm. Um, but that first 10-15 I don't know if I'm wrong but I thought we were actually in the game pretty well um, we were up to the challenge and hitting tackles and winning the ball but um, it's the same old story Pato isn't it um, you know bad football leads to losses and yep. um, scoring we just cannot score like you got a half a footy with two goals mm. you're not winning games like that unfortunately yeah and so we'll go through the quarter breakdown, of course. So uh, the the quarter time score was 21, Melbourne to Carlton 8. Halftime was 36, Melbourne to Carlton 17. 17 points. Like that is just, that is unheard of. So three quarter time was Melbourne 53 to Carlton 36. We almost doubled our scores. We did double our score. Um, yeah. And then Melbourne 61 to Carlton 44 to finish the game. But as you just said, then we just cannot find a way to score. We mentioned every single week. Yeah. We've been focusing a lot on our defenders and how we defend the game. How are we meant to defend a game? If, if we're conceding um, 61 points, yes, that's okay. But also how are we defending a game when we're only kicking 44 points? Like mm. we can't, we, we can't rely on, yeah, we have to try and get the opposition to be under 44 points. And in the past few weeks, we haven't scored more than 60, I don't think. Like, by no, memory, no. I know it's either been around either the 50 mark, if not lower. So, Voss has been so focusing, like, so focused on the whole defensive structure and making sure that is spot on and make sure... And I, to credit to them, I been, I think yeah, they, they the defenders have been yeah. really good. Um, but also, you're meant to attack the game and that... And it's just funny because we always see in that, like, the second half of the last quarter... We always see a new sort of style when we actually get their shots on goal. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, where is this in the first half? And of course, that's a yeah. little bit of Melbourne dropping off their form because they know that they're going to win the game. But there's another side of it where there's no way we are not taking those risks. Like the like the risk we and there, and I think Vossi said something to do with um something to do with like we actually took on the game in that last quarter. And I'm like, well, 
Where was it in the first quarter? Where was it in the second quarter? Eight points we scored in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah, that's... That is putrid. <laughs> like, that is just... Oh. Uh... So, we'll move on to, of course, the initial thoughts, and we'll say a few comments before... I mean, I'll say a few comments before I move on to you, Daffy Boy, but I'd just have to start off with what a shit game of football it was. Um, it was just not... Um, it shows that we are very ordinary, but it shows that Melbourne is quite ordinary as well. So I don't know if yeah. that was just them playing very poorly. I think it was. I think they'll yeah. start to find their form. I think that will actually help them for the long run because that sort of win when they're playing very bad and they <laughs> find a way to win, it, it makes us look even worse. Oh. It makes us just look shocking. So, Daf, initial thoughts, mate. Um, what what did you think of that whole game as as a just a, as a generic whole, I guess? Yeah, so while every mild man's a big demons man, and every year we go, um, you know, it's our kind of little family thing. We go to uh, Melbourne Carlton. He comes to most games, Carlton games anyway. But this one's just—it's always a bit weird because obviously Melbourne's my second team in terms of you know my old man goes for him, so I keep an eye on him most of the year. And um, I could kind of tell the last few weeks the way they've been playing. I know they played pretty well over in Port and only lost just to Freo, but you could tell they—they were slightly off. Um, and you could tell that the other night they were terrible like uh, they were just making some really bad errors and uh, um and like you said it's just embarrassing that we lose to a team that's playing that way um because i tell you right now if, if they were playing that way and we were playing the way we were last year we would have won the game by about 50 points so um yeah ordinary ordinary they were ordinary but they'll take the win obviously um yeah. Like you said before, I think our defence was very good. I thought yeah. we were quite sound down there. Um, I thought their forward entries were putrid as well, to be honest with you. But um, um, I thought I thought Weedering is superb. Yeah. Um, again, I thought Brody Kemp was probably almost our best on ground. Yeah. Spot on. Um, which comes to my thought: what What is he doing in the twos? Mm. What What are we waiting for there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just it's just that connection. I feel like um, the connection to our forwards is just not good enough and our forwards aren't doing enough. Apart, Like, you know, I think Charlie and Harry do their thing, but um, where was Owies? Where was Mollop? Where was, you know, like, you know, I think at some points of the game we had acres off for half forward um, at some stage. I think that's because Sauce went down, but... Um, this year, where 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 to from here? And there's been reports. There's been a big meeting at the club um, this morning. So um, there was all you know rumors start to come around. Oh, the coach, da da da. It won't be the coach. Um, no. But if oh, I did say it after the game, I said if it comes to next year and we're in the same spot next next year, then it comes on the coach because you know it's then it's like Jesus. Like, are we really serious about ourselves? But I agree with a lot of people. Clean out is needed. There's mm-hmm. players out there that will be playing for this full team and they're not good enough. This yeah. group isn't good enough. They've, they've We've done nothing, Pato, with this yeah. list. We've come ninth. Mm. Come ninth, Pato. Mm. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that the maximum we want to reach with this list? It clearly isn't good enough and we've got holes in it that we need to fix. So, um, yeah, it's just, what is it, round 12? Oh my God. <laughs> it's already... <laughs> It's already starting to look like it's season over. I mean, of course, mathematically, it's not season over. But with us, because we're so into the club, we know a lot about the club. Very hard to come back from here to make a charge towards finals, unless there is just a drastic change. But I just don't see it. Because how can you change something, firstly, mid-season, but something as big as this? 
Yeah. It will be a pretty good effort, but it, it's just not looking good. So you mentioned there one one of the positives um, 100% was Brody Camp. I, I'm so glad you said that because Brody Camp was by far best on ground for mine. Um, either him or maybe a Harry Mackay. Um, it, it, like it's great that Harry Mackay got a little bit more of um, his confidence back, I guess, in a sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, Brody Camp was fantastic. Um, I know that he started the game a little bit more on Fritch and Fritch played yeah. okay. He didn't play insanely good, but he didn't play poorly either. So I think Kemp, um, when they kind of changed around, also when Lewis Young went forward, um, that was also the wide flag moment um, when Vossi chugged him. I just don't know what that was about. I know that we spoke about in the VFL, he was in the forward. Yeah. Maybe that was a genuine... Um, yeah, I think that was... Uh, you... I, I didn't mind it, to be fair. Uh, I, I get what you're saying with the white flag, like the Liam, Liam yeah. Jones moment. But... Yeah. Um, and I thought the Yangi actually contested pretty well when he went forward. Yeah. Um, it kind of gave us something, I don't know, there was something different um, about it. I don't know, but um, yeah, back to you, mate. It's just, that... I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it in terms yeah. of he was going to the ruck. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. he was just going to pull forward the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but that's another issue with our ruck uh, mm. stocks currently. Oh, yeah. my God. Was that, was that due to, so with Lewis Young going forward, I think it was through that fourth quarter, that's when I noticed mm. it because I was on that end yeah. when, I was on the cheer squad end, so I was yeah, yeah. around that area. Um, was that due to Sauce going off and being that second ruck for most of the game and Lewis Young not really doing much? I mean, he he played okay, Lewis Young, and in yeah. the back one, but, if, but I don't think a lot of their key forwards would dominate, and especially no. Kemp was playing quite well, probably having like a McGovern as that Lewis Young role, and then Kemp can be that little bit more of a key defender. But do you think that was more like... How how did you see, I guess, Sylvania's game as a second ruck? But do you think moving forward, if those are the only two options for our second ruck, do you think it will be Lewis Young? Like, which one impressed you more, Lewis Young or Jack Silvani as that second ruck? I still don't really know Jack Silvani's role in the yeah. team. It's uh, like he's important. Obviously, he went down to injury. That's that's uh, it's pretty hard harsh to judge his game, but um. He fights hard. He fights hard, Sauce. But I feel like with Lewis Young, he's got a bit of height about him. Maybe you just need to change something up because um, who we got next week, Essen and um, Draper, Draper and Phillips. So um, you're going to have to need probably two blokes who are capable. But I'd imagine Sauce will be out next week um, through injuries. So maybe we put Lewis Young as that second ruck. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we'll now just move on to a generic question, I guess. And it, it really is how much more can our supporters take? So, of course, 2015, we went through that um, major rebuild. Everything was cleaned out. Um, players were cleaned out. Coaches were cleaned out. All that was completely cleaned out. Uh, in that 2016 season, our supporters were saying, wow, if this is the rebuild, imagine us in five years. So we're now we're almost, what, we're almost eight years down the track. And we're now at a stage where we are in the same position. We're not necessarily in the same position, but we are around that mid range. And I would much rather be in that rebuilding stage at the, at the, at the bottom end of the ladder, knowing that we're rebuilding towards going into that premiership um, window rather than being around the, this mid range. That's one thing. I don't want to be around this mid range, not contending for finals, not having any chance for finals, but also not having any future for a couple of years time, having, um, a plan, I guess, a five-year plan where this in this time in five years, we want to make sure that with this rebuild, everything goes okay. For five years' time, we are going to be well and truly up in the finals race. 
We haven't played finals since 2013. And even that year, we finished ninth. So we weren't even meant to be in the finals. So 2011 was, was realistically our last time that we made finals genuinely. And we made the semifinals, of course, and we lost to West Coast. But with that, we haven't had any success since then. And us, we are quite young supporters in, in terms of, um, I guess, Carlton supporters as a whole. A lot of Carlton supporters, all of Carlton supporters have seen premierships, blah, blah, blah. They see the game a lot differently now. And I reckon they're probably hurting as well because they've seen the, the the success of the club and now they're seeing how they've how they're going now. But with us, this is all we know. We don't know anything else. So the question is, how much more can our supporters take? Because we can't go through yet again another failed rebuild and then next year we think to do another rebuild because we're just going to think, oh, well, this is going to be the same thing as 2016. So yeah. how much more can these supporters take, Daff? Uh, well, me personally, I can't really take it anymore. Um, I've always been that kind of optimistic guy when we've been shit going, you know, you know, oh, there's always next week, there's always next week. But it's come to a time where um, we've got a list that really should be making finals footy and winning finals. And uh, we're so far off the mark. It is unbelievable. It's not like we're just out of form. This is like we're it's, – it's, it's really, really bad and – um, you could tell in the stadium on the weekend, uh, on Friday, sorry, um, there was less Carlton supporters there, which shows, you know, you know, like, well, I don't blame them. Mm. You know, people go, oh, where are they? But seriously. Exactly. What, what, what do we, what do we do rock up and watch a team kick 44 points and yeah. play the least exciting brand of football in the whole competition? Yeah. Like, seriously, it is, it's unenjoyable to watch. You know, even when we kick gold, it's like, you know, it's so hard. Um, to watch it's more pain again this season and um yeah touch on the rebuild i think rebuilds are a thing of the past to be honest yeah um no teams like hawthorne are currently doing it but that's because they got to a point where they were pushing for finals for a little bit too long and uh, hit rock bottom but we're at a point where we don't need a rebuild but i think we just need a bit of a rejuvenation of the list in terms of um getting rid getting getting rid of some of the uncontracted guys at the end of the year and trading them out um, whether it be, you know, Fishers or whoever. Um, there's got to be, I think there's seven to 10 guys out of contract this year. So um, I'd imagine there'd be a bit of moving around. And uh, once again, trade period, tra we don't want to talk about trade period, but it's going to be important again. Yeah. We like It's going to be extremely important. I think we need to get a few guys in that um, are solid contributors. They're role players and they, they win games of football. So... You know, not these big targets where we're throwing 800k. Like it's get that that started to get ridiculous yeah. at one point. You know, it was like the Carlton of old back before salary caps existed, where you know Carlton were the biggest team in the land and we could get the best players because we had the most money. So mm. it just doesn't work like that anymore. I feel like we had that mentality for 20 years onwards, and it's not the way it works. Yeah, uh, I think recruitment is so important, whether they're you know top end players or um, role players. So well, I can't take anymore. Um, obviously we're going on, on, uh, on Sunday night and Jesus, if we, you know, we don't particularly like the Bombers and I think if they put us away hard, then I think supporters are going to come attacking again, both Vossi and the playing group. Yeah. So we'll transition back to what, um, to what you said earlier, uh, to do with the meeting. We, we aren't too sure as us members, we yeah. aren't too sure, um, exactly what that was all about. I'm sure it was definitely to do with, 
um, our current state in the in the club right now, yep. what they're doing, but um, also looking at all all sorts of things like whether it's the players are performing. I'm sure they would have looked at some match vision um, on Friday night to actually see what what the players are doing, what their option was, what their um, in the moment, what their what the decision making was. Um, and also probably seeing at halftime if there was any shift in our coaching um, change as well, like if, if there was any changes in that sense. Um, so with that, because I know that that's just another thing at the start of the week after a loss, there's just another thing to get the players, um, to get the members, sorry, back um, onto the, um, I mean, I wouldn't say bandwagon, but just to get the uh, to get the supporters back to kind of believing that this season isn't over. I know that's, of course, the biggest thing about marketing. You want to try and market the club as much as possible to show that the members that show us members that we still have hope within the club, but they can't do this every week. So I know I have just put a line through you. I am not going to change my mind until you go out there on game day and show me a difference. I'm not, I'm not going to fall for their Cripps has got has had a go at the media or the club has had a review of the game and there's going to be big changes at the end of the week or there's going to be a, I don't know. I'm just not going to listen to any of the media stuff that come out. I don't care. I don't care. I would rather the club just stay quiet this week. Don't come yeah. out with any, like, don't come out with any press conferences. Emails. Emails. I don't, really fucking care. Emails. I don't, I don't fucking care. Email. Yeah. Like, but they, they've done that. Like Luke says, yeah. done it this past the past few weeks, saying it's not acceptable. We know that. We know that. We realized yeah. this three or four weeks ago. Yeah. So we knew this. So it's now down to where we actually need to go out. Uh, we need to watch the performance, and you show us on game day that whatever you're training through the week, you can actually do it on match day, which is why you do the training. It's just. Unbelievable. So one more question before we move on to a little bit more stuff. So obviously this right now seems to be a wasted season. You mentioned there about the trade period. If Is there any players in particular that you want to try and get in? So I'll give you some examples, whether it's a premiership player from another club that, that you want to try and get him in like a leader so you can try and educate the players of how to win close games of football and how to get that um, successful mentality into their mind. Is there a young player that is kind of starring at the moment that you want to try and get in? I I don't know what sort of players the club is looking at, but if you were the coach staff, what sort of player would you want to try and get in? It's it's tough because I feel like we've got a few holes in different areas. I think our back six is actually pretty good oh, yeah. in terms of um, maybe a few names, uh, maybe Mitch McGovern and a few others will be maybe on the chopping block at the end of the year. But um, uh, for me, it's just, you know, you look at these teams like Port Adelaide, Adelaide, and they have these guys that perform week in, week out. They get no credit and they get wins on the board. I think particularly for Port Adelaide, they've got guys, you know, they've got um, like Willem Drews and Dylan Williams and all these guys that it's like they're playing their role at the highest level and with, with ease because they're cohesion with the team. You know, I just think when it, I think off field, the group is connected 110%. I think they, they get along with each other extremely well. That's not the issue, but I think um, there's players. I think we can bring into the club that can make it a little bit more uncomfortable in this, in a sense that we're not accepting mediocrity. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, we need a few players that set the standard uh, in a sense. I think, you know, we've got a few players that do, um, you know, off the field. Obviously, I'd imagine, you know, Sam Walsh's and Weederings and guys are setting the standard, but I think we need a few more of those guys, you know, those 25, 26-year-olds. I don't think we need to go too young. Obviously, we'll still have draft picks. So um, it's 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 actually crazy we're talking about this because we're at the start of the year, we're saying the list is good, but um, clearly we're wrong. So... It's going to be interesting with what they look at. You know, I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, Jade Greshams and um, players like that who I think would be handy in the side. But um, once again, you've got players coming through the twos like David Cunningham and um, Jack Martin who can play those exact roles. So it, it's just a matter of are they banking on March Bank and Martin and that to get their bodies right or are we re- willing to take the risk and get rid of them and bring in new faces? So, um yeah, I, I think our episodes when we get to the trade period and draft will be exciting, actually, because mm. uh, I think that's top, that's end of the year. I know everyone gets frustrated by it in terms of trade period when you've had a failed season and you've got to look to improve. But um, I think it kind of excites you as a, uh, as a footy fan when you get new you know faces in the door. So um, we need something new, Pato. Uh, it's, it, you know, it can't be brand new. It can't be a new coach. I don't think we need a new coach. Um, I think the pressure's on the assistants, to be fair. Um, who have lacked any type of, you know, moves during the games. And, you know, look, we've just seen the same issues on and on again. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to say, but get some new faces and we'll win the flag next year. <laughs> Cause, like, so I know that there's a lot of supporters that are um, mentioning that um, Richmond went through this phase of they had a year... Um, yeah. Before they missed out um of the twenty sixteen um um season um finals, um yeah where they played quite well, but of course they made finals in twenty fifteen. We didn't make finals in twenty twenty two, so twenty sixteen yep. they had a failed season. Yep, everyone was questioning the coach. Blah blah blah. Similar um, I guess discussions of the club now with us this year, and now we might transition into next year. We but. I, I just want to say that we still haven't made finals. So we yeah. haven't had that um, that feeling. Of, or of course, no. we can say that on Collingwood last year was finals um, feeling. Of course it was. But it wasn't a final. That's the difference. It, yeah. it wasn't a final. So, no. and you mentioned there about the, um, the club potentially clearing out some players. I think the number one thing that we need to do is we do not pay a player over a certain amount of money because yeah. we have been so like frustratingly just getting players. Oh, he, he seems all right. He'll be all right in two years. Let's pay him 800K. Yeah. No, yeah. like Mitch McGovern, we paid him 800K as a forward. He's now playing as a defender and he still isn't really living up to that 800K money. We don't want to single out Mitch McGovern. There's so many other yeah. players. It's not, it's not his fault. It's not his, it's not his fault. fault. So far from his you get offered eight hundred k, you're not going to turn it down. I think exactly right. I think that's what annoys me with sometimes fans when we have a go at a player um, for that. But it's actually on the club. You should be talking about that's the club's <laughs> issue with Zach Williams and stuff like that. So yeah, and at, at the time to be fair, like I think it was the thing we got him after the 2018 season. Like who was wanting to join Carlton after a two win season? Really, yeah. we had to get someone through the door, and he wanted to come to Carlton to yeah. um, improve us and. Yeah. We had to throw the money at him, otherwise he would have gone somewhere else. So yeah. Uh yeah, and I think to be fair, I think he had the same amount of, I think he had the same money off of the Eagles that year. Yeah. Um and chose to come to Carlton because he wanted to come to a big club and um get them back on track, which 
clearly yeah. we haven't yet. So, and then <laughs> and that's also one of the things also where like you need to remember that these guys are actually like this is their job. So of course yeah. if, they, if they get offered eight hundred k, yeah, of course you've got to take that. Like, but it's it's. <laughs> It's so hard to comment on just because we aren't in their positions. So we don't know what they do, but we just think that like, oh, we pay them 800K, so they should live up to their standards. But I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, the club actually paid them that 800K. You shouldn't be mad at Mitch McGovern. Like, yes, he might not be mm-hmm. like fulfilling that 800K that we paid four or five years ago, but we're still paying, we're still choosing to pay these players the amount of money where they haven't lived it, lived up to it. It's the potential. It's always the potential, and I'm just so over the potential. It's, it now needs to be the certainty that, yes, we're going to pay this player this amount of money, and in a few years' time, that's when we that's when we raise the pay packet a little bit. We're not going to yeah. pay him eight years for a mil. We're going to pay him maybe two years on 250K, and then we move mm-hmm. on to maybe upping that to 500, rather than paying him 800 for five years. And there, mm-hmm. there's players like that everywhere in Carlton, which annoys me. That's one thing that annoys me because I had this this sort of discussion last night with a with a friend and it was about how our top end fantastic it's a mouth watering sort of yeah. um, list but after that top ten very low and that's not what good clubs do that's uh, not what good clubs yeah. do they they always they even it out and that's why Geelong have been so good because they their players they get paid for a certain amount of money. Not a lot of money, but they want to stay there because they're, they're, they're a successful club and they're after premierships. They're not after money. They're after premierships. That's one thing. So we'll probably start to wrap up the episode now just because we don't really want to spend too much time in this club, Daffy Boy. But, um, of course, the last thing for you, the last segment, this is probably the only segment that we've really um, actually set on. But best on ground, if you could say one name, Daffy Boy, that was a positive yesterday, um, what would you say? Who Who would you say? Uh, the 2023 John Nichols medalist, Adam Chera. Wait. Thought he'd been superb in the midfield this year. I think he's had actually fantastic season. I think he's it's been under the radar due to our terrible performances. But um, another name you could say is Brody Camp. I thought he was great as well. And I thought Weedering was good too. Uh, but I think with more, I think Chera's just kind of become that midfielder we thought he was going to become. Um, that upper echelon kind of um, midfielder. Um, and he's really... Just become well. He had the skin. He had the the skin shaved uh, <laughs> army out going um, the other night, and um, no, he's just getting racking up thirties every game. And his impact um, with ball in hand has been superb too. And um, he's that perfect inside and outside midfielder. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes uh, for the next you know decade or so because I think he'll be a um, top top player for us um, if we're going to have to if we're going to be successful. Yeah. And just for um, on your best on ground, just another point. Can we stop talking about flags? We're so far so from far. it. So just, far. we just need to stop. That's that's my comment. We just need to stop talking about that. Yeah, we need to live in the moment. That's the thing. We we yeah. always look towards three or four years time. Why don't you just live in the yeah. moment and actually yeah. live in right now? We are not good enough. Luke no. says when he said last year finals is as our expectations. Don't say that. Don't yeah. say that because you put the pressure on the club for one and. Us supporters, we get brainwashed and think, oh my God, we're actually going to play finals this year. We're going to be excited. Then it comes to the time when you, it's it's that moment to step up if you want to play finals and we don't step up. That's no. the thing. So don't put the pressure on the club. Like, of course you want to try and always, it's it's a market at the end of the day. It's a marketable um, business. And that's why 
we always need to pay our memberships every single year because we always love this club and you're always going to yeah. get us in. But you don't need to say stuff because you know that there's enough loyal supporters out there within the club that will always sign on. We always yeah. want to hope the best for the club. We're just so over the mediocrity around the whole club where every yeah. single week they, there is something else to get us back on the, the bandwagon in a sense. We're over that shit. We've been yeah. through it for 10 years now. We're over yeah. it. Now, yeah. now stop living five years in the future. Live in the moment. Sort it yeah. now. And then you can actually move to next year. That that was a bit of a rare duffy boy. But <laughs> so my best on ground, of course, was as you said then, I think it has to be Brody Camp. Um Adam Chera as well was absolutely fantastic. Um Jack Wienering as well. Also Harry McKay were a few positives as well. Yeah. But um I think it's Brody Camp for me. I think uh he's really found some form and hopefully from now on he can really use that confidence to really stay on the side, which I think he will. Um, when he yeah, got yeah. a couple of weeks ago, oh, I reckon yeah. that was completely stiff. Um, so stiff on the guy, especially for a guy that hasn't been in the senior side, and you need to have something different. Yeah, he's a guy that's actually performing, and he's actually doing his role each and every week. So I reckon he needs to stay in. But David Boy, for the rest of the uh, for is there anything else you want to touch on for this episode before we wrap it up? Just get through this week, boy baggers. Um, get the mental side of your life. Up and about for uh, next Sunday uh, night, which, oh, God, I'm dreading it already. But yeah. who knows what happens. But uh, to be honest with you, we're probably going to score 50 again and lose. So, and the package will kick seven or something. So. And, oh. Peter will, and Peter Wright will come back just in time to face us. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, like, like, as you said, I just think that the Carlton supporters just need to try and think about, at the end of the day, it is just football. That's what my mum said also. Yeah. like oh, I've been so, like... We're so shit, but mum keeps on saying it's just football, Mitch. It's not the yeah. end of the world. I'm like, yeah, that's the mentality that I have to say um, as. But make sure to all the like, um, to all the viewers, like and subscribe. Make sure to do it on YouTube and share this comment, um, this channel around. Um, also on Spotify as well. But Daffy Boy, absolute pleasure being with you every single episode. And as always, to the baggers. I don't even have it up right. Up the baggers. <laughs> not even up right. <laughs> of the baggers. <laughs>